Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Dave, Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. Community College of Aurora serves nearly 12,000 students at its Center Tech campus in Aurora, at its Lowry campus, at the former Lowry Air Force Base, and through online classes. Today, we're joined by its sixth president, a man deeply tied to the Aurora community and, dare I say, style icon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Dr. Mordecai Brownlee. Oh, it's an honor to be here, my friend. Thank you so much for having us. Rare is the gentleman who could pull off the bow tie. What's the secret? You know, I will tell you, 30 days of a YouTube video uh, class. I think it, it, it finally got me right, man. The first week was a bit of a trial. Second week, now I can kind of do it in the dark. I've got it down now. That's not a clip-on. That's a legitimate... This is the real deal, man. <laughs> wow. No clip-ons around here, I man. respect that. Um, as of this recording, you're one day away from your one-year anniversary from taking over as president of CCA. Yeah. Um, congratulations, Thank by the you. way. Thank you very much. A- at a challenging time, I imagine, you took over. What has the last year been like for you? You know, it's it's been a year of revitalization. Um, you know, as we think about what's happening in society, the economic challenges, uh, we're looking at some of those workforce uh, impacts as well. It's a lot of rediscovery for our students, for our communities as to what is the next era look like what what does what does the next steps of their life look like and we're all a part of that at community college of aurora so those are the kind of conversations that we've been having with our students our stakeholders our community partners and also re-envisioning what does the next 10 to 20 years looks like for us i mean we're 39 years young now at this point our birth date is may 20th 1983 so Mm -hmm. we're coming up on 40 years and so as we think about the future of what we provide this community certainly those are parts of the conversations we're having as well your mother patricia raised you as a single parent that's right i imagine you derived a lot of your work ethic from from watching her and i imagine that pushed you to excel yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking that, man. You know, mom. I just talked to my mom this morning. Um, she is 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 originally from a place called Needville, Texas. Uh, was orphaned herself. Lost lost uh, both her mom and dad uh, before the ages of thirteen. Um, and uh, really was put in a situation where she had to learn how to fend for herself, her brothers and sisters, uh, and serve as a leader. A lot of that grit, a lot of that persistence, a lot of that ability to overcome challenging situations is what she ingrained as me, uh, as I was the only child uh, with my mother for about 12 years, and then my mother remarried. Um, I say that to say that it was 12 years of concentrated pouring in and development that really put me in the position that I'm in now uh, to be able to uh, create opportunities for others. Um, to help others persevere, to help others realize their full potential. And really what we do in higher education is lead that transformation. So I I owe my mother, uh, 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 I'm indebted to what she taught me and the investments that she made in me. There's probably a significant portion of your student population in a similar circumstance. Absolutely. Single parents, mothers in particular working, taking care of their families and striving for their education. I'm sure you feel a sense of stewardship towards all of your students, but to those ones in particular, what does it mean to to help them in their journey and help them succeed? You know, one of the things, anyone that's listening to this, whether you're an educator or not, but it is so important that we approach every day with grace. The reason I say that is because we have no idea what people are having to overcome in order to be seen in the spaces in which they're in, especially when we're talking about the classroom. It's this idea of, you know, we don't know how many bus trips they had to take. We didn't know how, you know, the hell they had to overcome Mm -hmm. just to get into that seat. And so we owe it to them to make sure that they feel welcomed and embraced. The other part of that is, is we're re-envisioning what the next 10 to 20 years looks like for us at CCA. 
or the services to ensure the supports of the students. Now, we've done a great job with a lot of the social services. We do a good job with that. But child care has to be up for the conversation. Mm -hmm. We've been able to do some grant work uh, to where we've been able through a voucher program to support students. But now we've got to re-envision what does that look like at the next iteration? Because I will tell you, in some of these cases, the wait list for some of these child care places are two years. Yeah. So now, how are we going to provide that child care at CCA, we're having that conversation. How are we going to help alleviate the challenges of transportation? We're having that that conversation because these single mothers, these working moms and dads, they have a lot to overcome in order to get into that classroom. You can speak to your students from a sympathetic place. At one point, you were working full time, having difficulty navigating college yourself, yeah. even contemplated leaving at one point, but you persevered, you followed your dreams. How does that perspective from your life experience give you insight into helping your students? You, it's this 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 battle of the mind. Um, that we all go through and being able to validate the students in that space. They see this, they see the bow tie, they see all of our other educators. And sometimes there is a lack of, um, uh, you know, ability to be able to, to, to relate. The student doesn't mm -hmm. feel like they're able to relate to the person that's there serving them or educating them. And perhaps we give sometimes this image of perfect, but by no means are we perfect. We all have a story and still have things that we're overcoming. Telling our stories is what we talk about at CCA. The importance of sharing our stories with these students so they can understand that we're real people with real challenges and we see in them what's in us and we want them to win and succeed. That's such an important point because I imagine the students when they see you and the faculty, they envision a finished product which is yeah. never the case. We're constantly involving, and, and so are they. So you and the staff can almost serve as like, hey, here's the progress that I've made that you can make as well. Exactly. But, you know, we're all evolving constantly at the same time. Absolutely, man. It is the cycle of continuity of learning and of developing and growing and honing. And so if we bring, which we owe, bring our students into that space, to give them an infrastructure, a system on how to do that, right? There are going to be times where you doubt yourself, you have challenges. Um, you know, destigmatizing mental health, destigmatizing some of these other uh, pieces and things that make the wholeness and the wellness of the individual, we owe it to the students to provide that reality for them. Here at Visit Aurora, our job is to obviously shine a light on Aurora as a destination, not only for meeting planners, but for those who are venturing here as a visitor. Uh, you've been here now over a year. Yeah. Uh, what's your impression of Aurora as a community and as a destination? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. If you're listening to this podcast, um, know that this is a space and place that is growing. Um, there were my family made the decision. We chose Aurora and we're glad that Aurora chose us. Um, and so this is a community that is thriving. It is set to grow. Uh, one of the things that I looked at uh, coming in was the census track, looking at the census data, uh, taking a look at the economic growth, the projections. This is where the growth will happen for the next 10 to 20 years uh, in the state of Colorado. Plus, the diversity is mm -hmm. rich. You know, as we think about CCA, we're uh, pound for pound, the most diverse, ethnic, ethnically diverse. Uh, college in the state of Colorado, 67% of our students, students of color, um, over 90 countries represented. You know, the diversity in Colorado is rich in here, in which it means from a business perspective, you have the diversity of um, uh, customers and, and, and feedback of, of those in this community in which we can continue to advance the cultural aptitude uh, of what we provide in terms of service. So this is a great space and place to be, and this is where growth is happening. You've been described as an inclusive educator committed to the intellectual and economic empowerment of diverse communities. CCA, as you've shined a light on, is the most diverse higher education institution in the state. What What is the recipe to bridging these opportunities? 
opportunity gaps in our society and and are we making progress? I think we are making progress. I think now is the time to where I think we're in a season as societies. I think about where we are now. We're in a season of reflection. And that reflection is, is what is our purpose? What are we doing? And what do we want to do moving forward? I think everyone in some sense is asking themselves that question. Uh, they talk about the great, great consideration of resignations and all that. But folks are really trying to ask the question, what, what's next? And we're coming out of a global pandemic, something that none of us had any uh, understanding of what we were getting into over the past two plus years. I say that to say um, now more than ever is a time and space where we are realizing who we are, what we do, the value we add to society, what you all do at Visit Aurora, bringing all of us together at the table to really say, how are we going to add value to this community? You all do an outstanding job of that. Um, shout out to you all. Um, but at, at CCA, we're envisioning that and being a part of that story. And uh, we certainly owe it to our uh, communities to do that. Do you feel a sense of responsibility to help? dismantle these institutions that don't serve us, you know, Absolutely. while fostering growth in new ones, not not only as an educator, but but as a father who wants a, a level playing field for his children. Absolutely, man. That's a great question. What I would say is, is that systematic barriers are real uh, as we think about the progress that we've made over time. Uh, we as a society and as a country, dare I say, are uh, discovering and coming to grips with a part of our histories. And in some cases, histories that weren't told. Mm -hmm. And those histories are not easy to deal with. Right. And so in the educational space, now we are charged with creating the right kind of environments where education, uh, information, and the ability to process and to cope and to understand uh, is brought forth. And then what do we do with those feelings and emotions and turn them into productive uh, actions and activities and thoughts of positivity and feeling a charge of what your role will be in society, right? So taking those emotions and 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 in some cases, some some folks they really truly deal with disappointment, they deal with anger, they deal with displacement. How do we take those emotions, help you come to grips with that, and now find your place in the space and now add value to that space? And so as we break down these systematic barriers and we deal with the various truths that are present in our society, education is a large part of that. Workforce development is another part of that. And then as we think about the low socioeconomic communities in which we serve, we have to create bridges for these individuals to realize social and economic mobility. For, for many students and families, the idea of going to a traditional, and I say that with air quotes, traditional four-year university, it's just not reasonable. Uh, even with financial aid and loans, it could be at the very least an economic gamble, if not debilitating for some. Yeah. Um, CCA is ranked as the second best college in Colorado for your money, uh, according to collegefactual.com. Talk about how important it is that we have institutions like Community College of Aurora that create an opportunity for a world-class higher education experience without leaving students feeling like they've mortgaged their future. Absolutely. Great question, man. I will tell you that our vision as an institution is to aspire to be a college where every student succeeds. That means something because we really hone in on the word every. And then I go back to a previous response I provided about social and economic mobility. We have to create learning opportunities that directly lead to employment opportunities and the four-year transfer. Uh, the truth is, is the four year experience isn't for everyone. And for those that it is, I'm a product of it. I'm mm -hmm. also a product of a community college and a big shout out to all of our four year partners. With that said, we see ourselves as a bridge and that bridge is employment or transferability. That's what our mission says. And we're able to do that in a low cost situation where the buck isn't being passed on to the student. We're grateful for the state of Colorado, how we're funded, the Colorado Community College System, which allows us to provide services not on the backs of students and not every educational sector can say that and so 
What are we doing to keep costs low, to keep fees low, to even in some cases eliminate book costs? Because we're thinking about what we call in our space, for those that don't know, OER, Open Educational Resources. So in some spaces now, we're offering what's called the zero degree, which means students are not having to spend any money on textbooks, which is also served as a barrier in many of these communities, myself included, as I went through community college as well. So with that said, uh, it is important that we keep our vision to focus, our mission to focus, create those bridge opportunities, work with our four-year partners, but also understand that in the business of social and economic mobility, we have to create as many bridges as possible to realizing uh, economic stability. I recently had the pleasure of serving as a judge at uh, Community College of Aurora's Foxtober event. Thank you for that, by the way. We had a lot of fun out we there. We had a lot of fun, a lot of calories, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just one of your community outreach endeavors. Uh, talk a little bit about the first C and CCA, the, the connection to our community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say that, um, you know, shout out to uh, John Wolfkill, our executive director mm, of the CCA foundation that team there they do an outstanding job and uh, we're, you know we're focused on scholarships we're focused on community engagement um, CCA has been able to offer um, year over year uh, nearly seven hundred thousand dollars in scholarships um, and we're looking to increase that more we're going to be rolling out with another scholarship program a presidential scholarship program this next upcoming year and really creating again more bridges we have to close the gap with that said we see ourselves in this space of Aurora Centennial. Um, we see ourselves uh, in, in in these other spaces. We also have a campus in Denver. Our Colorado Film School is mm-hmm. in Denver. Um, and so, what are we doing to saturate ourselves in these communities? To not just be seen from a marketing ploy standpoint, but truly taking responsibility in the elevation of the preparedness of our community. And so, I think that the listeners in this community will see a whole lot more of us in these various spaces than where we've previously been. While visiting your website, I was I was struck to see that you know your faculty uh, by and large reflects the diversity of CCA students yeah. and our community at large. Is there a proactive decision to ensure that those leading the discussions in the classrooms possess an array of cultural and intellectual voices? Man, great question. I will tell you over the past twelve months, uh, I'll give a shout out to Dr. Bobby Pace, our Vice President of Academic Success. We came together around the table uh, and we began to envision and ask some questions, even about the diversity of our faculty in the classroom. Uh, at when I arrived, we were at 12%. 12% of our faculty were uh, identified as an individual of color. I would, I'm proud to say in the past 12 months, we've raised that down to 21%, and we're not done. Right. Um, and so it is important that students see themselves in the curriculum as well as see themselves in the classroom. And what I mean by that, the various intersective identities that each and every one of us hold in society, uh, we're constantly seeking sometimes validation or community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the educational system, as you're now being poured in and information is being given to you, it is easy to feel displaced with some of this information because you don't feel like it applies to you or you don't see anyone that looks like you right. um, or that you can identify with. And so we owe it to this diverse community to then offer them a diversity uh, in service and those who are serving them in diversity and that, that curriculum and the experiences to ensure that, again, every student makes it. During the pandemic, we saw an exponential rise in online learning. Um, how, how has that impacted your work? And, and is it the way you see education going predominantly mm. in the future? You know, I would, uh, what comes to mind is the digital divide. It's a real 
thing. Mm -hmm. um, as we think about the low socioeconomic communities in which we serve, we have a responsibility to them. Uh, I will tell you, 51% of our non-concurrent, so concurrent is the high schoolers, for those that don't know that term, but our non-concurrent enrollment, 51% are Pell eligible. What that means is, is that they are then classified on the low socioeconomic scale. I was one of those students uh, as well. Um, my point, my point is, is when you're dealing with and you're serving, take away the word dealing and serving. When you're serving those communities, it is then important to understand the barriers that they have to overcome. So as we talk about the increase in online education, it is a positive for some. For others, that is a barrier in itself. Not having broadband access, having, you know, lack of technology in, in, in the home. Uh, also, we go back to child care. In some cases and spaces, the children are around, students don't care to, to, to you know, They've, they've got siblings, they've got family, they've got, you know, so there's all these different challenges to the learning environment. And then we have students that just honestly, they learn better in the traditional, quote yeah. unquote, traditional learning spaces that creates the concentration and space, the communities, the environment that they need to learn and take something from. So it's an interesting balance. I do believe that we will continue to move deeper into the online education space for us. Coming out of the pandemic, leveling out, we're talking about somewhere between uh, roughly 30 percentile in terms of what our offerings will be. We'll probably sustain that. We'll see where we go over time. But the reality is, is we have to keep asking ourselves, where are the barriers present and how do we eliminate those barriers? And ask the question, if we're offering too many online educations, is that, uh, excuse me, courses, online education courses, is that in itself a barrier? Community College of Aurora offers over 40 degree and certificate programs from the arts to business, health and sciences, computer technology and skill trades as well. How do you determine which programs to offer and, and how are you able to keep up with the trends and the needs of those industries to make sure your students are competitive candidates? You know, we're going through that process now. Part of uh, me coming to the college um, and, and, and again, being selected to serve, one of the things I talked about through my interview process is the need for us to re-envision and ask some questions that we haven't asked in higher education previously, and that is, is what we're offering relevant? Is it relevant? Does it make sense? In some cases, some of these programs we're offering are 20 years old. Um, it, it, it was great at the time. However, it has not translated right. to the various uh, progressions in technology and society. So I will tell you right now, you look at all the books, certificates, programs included. We're at 99 programs right now in the books. Over the past seven months, we've done what's called an academic audit where we're working directly with our industry stakeholder partners to ask the question, does this make sense? Are you hiring off of this credential? And gratefully, our, our partners have said no. And sometimes they've just absolutely said no, we're, we're no longer using this credential. Right. Uh, so what does that mean for us? That means that in some cases, we're going to have to sunset or close out programs. And we're in the process of doing that um, now over the next 12 months. And then there are a other slew of programs that we're saying, does it make sense? Are our four-year partners taking this on? Is it benefiting our students from an employment standpoint? Uh, are they able to pivot in this shifting and changing and disruptive economic market with this credential? And we have to be honest about that. So what does that mean? That means that probably over the next three to four years, uh, this community can expect the Community College of Aurora to core down on what it's doing, to really get good at. It's kind of like finding our Coca-Cola. We've got to find <laughs> what we're really good at, and then we can lock in and build from there but we can't do it with a lot of uh irons in the fire as they say well and and industries are constantly evolving especially in the light of what has happened the last couple of years i imagine this is going to be an ongoing evolution for cca for the next 10 20 years as you talk about the future is constantly reevaluating the needs of the industries out there especially with you know the influx of the metaverse and things like that uh, this is going to be a constantly evolving process i imagine and it's going to be fun it's going to be fun i think that we owe it to our communities to do this work so we can 
reinstill trust back in the educational system. And in many cases, folks have just lost trust. Mm -hmm. They have lost trust with saying, I don't have to go through, quote unquote, the ivory tower to get to where I need to be. And in some cases, based on the disruption that has occurred, they're absolutely right. That then means that we owe it to these families, these communities coming up to say, hey, okay, what they're offering is relevant. This makes sense. uh, And they're really out to help me. You also offer programs uh, for those on the periphery of higher education. Can you shed a light on Community College of Aurora's Center for Adult Education? Yeah, man. So I will talk about um, uh, English Second Language. For those listening, you know, Aurora, again, I think we may be and we probably are the most diverse community in the state of Colorado mm-hmm. we are. Uh, as you look at the demographics. And so what that means is, is that there are a lot of communities that come uh, immigrants that come to this community that uh, that English is not learning English is an opportunity for them. And we talked about social economic mobility. So the learning of English is key and critical towards their economic mobility. We offer ESL and we have been for a number of years in this community and our program does extremely well. We offer the credit version. We also offer the non-credit version to create those bridges, um, that hybrid learning opportunity to ensure that folks are learning and growing and then able to bridge themselves into the academic space. The other thing that we do, and matter of fact, the day that we had our, um, cookout event the the taste testing was also our ged graduation date as well Uh, so i left that all full (laughs) calories all counted and went over to graduation put on regalia and we had a wonderful time and so also a part of that uh adult education is uh the ged uh, and the high school equivalency and so again we do some great work in that space we're proud of it and it just continues to create an engine of opportunity for our students you've touched on this a little bit but the college offers lots of support to its students from mental health resources to getting access to government assistance tutorship programs resources for undocumented students and the disabled uh, these students could just be a name on a register with the revenue number attached to them but they aren't why is supporting your students so important for their journey because it's honest, it's real, it's integritous. Um, it, it it is so important that we create spaces that promote transformation, not transaction. And when someone feels as though you're just essentially there to make a transaction with them, that then in the higher education space puts us uh, in a position of um, serving as a you know a product and customer. And that's not what we're about. We're about the transformation of the individual. So more transformation, less transaction. Um, and that in itself is truly about the care, the concern, the feeling of someone truly cares for me, wants to see me win, wants to see my family win. And that's the space that we want to create at Community College of Aurora. I appreciate you taking the time with me today. I can't imagine how busy you must be with open enrollment right now in the upcoming uh, school year. Um, are, are there programs that you'd like to shine a light on, especially for those who are considering enrollment right now? Absolutely. I have to talk about our Colorado Film School. Our Colorado Film School is one of the best in the country. Uh, someone that is uh, considering uh, an opportunity to um, uh, to grow and develop and pursue that passion. Reach out to our Colorado Film School. Also have to talk about uh, construction management. Construction management is booming. We have some strong partnerships. Uh, Oakwood Homes, Build Strong Academy. Uh, also have to talk about power mechanics, uh, the work that we're doing in that space. Uh, shout out to uh, our partners, TransWest, uh, as well as Wagner Equipment. These are great partners that are committed to, again, creating that pipeline towards training and employment, and we're excited.
excited to work with him. Dr. Mordecai Brownlee, president of the Community College of Aurora. He's also going to host The Quiet Storm after this. Have you ever considered radio? <laughs> Let's do it, man. We need to create our own podcast. Man. <laughs> uh, you can learn more at ccaurora.edu. Also, check him out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at ccaurora and on Instagram at Community College of Aurora. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.